Shalom everybody, today we're learning Shaftim Parakhov. In today's parak, we're continuing with the tragic story of Pilegish Begiva. In today's parak, we're going to see Klaus all gathers together, they band together to discuss how they are going to take revenge, what are they going to do in order to fix this terrible tragedy that happened in Klaisal, that this, that this Pilegish was raped in Giva, and then she was cut up and sent to all the different Shvatim. So we're going to see Klaisal is going to band together, they're going to fight against Benyamin, they're actually going to lose the first two battles, finally the third battle they're going to ask Hashem if they should go fight, then they're going to be successful. So let's jump right in, Parak Chav, Pasuk Aleph, again this is a tragic story, we're going to see at the end of the parak that they really almost completely wipe out the Shevet Benyamin, because Baruch makes a nace that 600 men are left, but this is definitely a tragic story, all because of this tiny little thing which happened in the last parak, that the Pilegish ends up leaving her husband because her husband finds something very small, very little, which is wrong. And that's what the Gemara tells us. A person should be very careful not to place Amy Yaseri to make sure that he has a good relationship with his wife, because if not, terrible things, tragic things can happen because of that tiny little misdemeanor. So let's jump right in. Parakhaf, Parakhaf, Pasuk gets together. The entire Klaisal comes together. And Mitzvah, if you take a look, the Radak explains that any point, any place where you have the majority of Klaisal come together, Akadosh Baruch was there. That's what the Pasuk says. Because since the majority of Klaisal banded together, they came together. So, you have Ashraes HaShchina. The Barbanel explains why he specifically went to Mitzvah. They felt that there was a special Ashraes HaShchina. Ashkacha, different things happened there. That's where they gathered there. They weren't invited to this meeting, which we'll have to come to later on in the park. There's a discussion of what this Pasuk is doing over here in the park. But the Pasuk says that Benyamin heard about the meeting, Pasuk Dalvi, and, so, and then they asked, what exactly happened? What was the story? Bayana Ish, now Pasuk Dalit, the man who, who married the Pilegesh, he answers and explains what happened. He describes how he came to give a, to sleep with this Pilegesh. They really wanted to kill me. They wanted to, they wanted to have Mishkozach with me, but I sent them my Pilegesh, and she was killed. And I cut up my Pilegesh, I sent it to all the because it's a tragic thing, a terrible thing happened in Klaisrom. So now he says, let's figure out how to deal with this issue. Klaisrom bands together, they gather together, they say, nobody's going home until they come with a solution. They said, we're going to make a lottery. Who's going to go up first? And they explain like this. Every 10 men out of every 100. And every 100 for a thousand. They're preparing for war. They're preparing to take their revenge against Sheva Binyamin, really against the people and give up. And Klaisol is gathered together. They're all united together to fight this cause. So the, the Shvatim and Klaisol sent to Binyamin. They say, what exactly happened? How can you let such a terrible thing happen? So Pastor Gimma Klaisrael asks the Shevan Yom and send out the people in Giva who did this terrible affair and we'll kill them. We don't want to start with you, the entire Shevan Yom, just send those people and we'll kill them. However, Binyama doesn't want to listen. We'll come back to it at the end of the parak. Binyama doesn't want to send them out. So Binyama says, You know what? You want to fight against the people in Giva? We're going to fight with them. We're going to fight against Klaisrael. So now Klaisrael is divided. We have the Shvatim against the Shevan Yom. 
Pasuk that's Vavayis, Kibbutz Nebi Yom Leim Hu, Me Aram Esther Mishisha Alav Ish Shalev Charev. They send out twenty six thousand men. Levad Mishisha Giva. It's about Kishiva Meis Ish Bachar. Besides for the people in Giva, seven hundred people. Me Kolam Azeh Shiva Meis Ish Bachar. Itri Yad Yimina. He calls there Kaleiba Evan on Asayr Valayach. The people that they sent out, these seven hundred men, were lefties. They're very strong. They're able to shoot a stone and hit a here. They were they were very very good warriors. Pasuk Yudayim Ish Yisrael. It's about to Levad Mishin Yamin. So now Klai Yisrael. Who was fighting against Binyamin? They had Arameis Elav Ishlev Charev called Zayish Muhammad. They had four hundred thousand people. They had almost twenty times more than Shev Binyamin. Akuma Yalla Beis Beis Elav Ishlev Eli Kima Yamar Binei Yisrael Miyalla Lona Batchila Muhammad Binei Binyamin Yamar Hashem Yehuda Batchila. We have to focus on the question that they asked because we're going to come back to it. Pasuk Yerches describes how they went up to Kadosh Baruch and they asked who should fight first against Binyamin. We'll have to come back to. They didn't ask should they fight against Binyamin. They asked who should go up first. And Hashem responded Yehuda by Akuma Binei Yisrael Beikav Yachin I'll give up. Klai Yisrael prepares for battle against Yisrael Muhammad Binyamin. Terrible thing happens. That Klai Yisrael loses the war, they lose the battle. 22,000 people are killed on that day. So now Klai Yisrael was defeated in battle. They lost 22,000 men, but they're mechazing themselves. They're ready to go right back to battle against Benayim Yaman. They're ready to continue the, continue the war. Again, they destroyed the Shev and destroys and kills 18,000 soldiers amongst Christ. So again, they're defeated in battle. They fast that day. They ask Hashem again, should we go up to fight to fight in battle against the Yemen? Hashem says yes. Tomorrow you should go up, and tomorrow you're going to be successful. So now they Klaisol sets up a trap and give they set up an ambush and now they're going up for the third time to fight against successful again. They killed thirty men. Yemen is confident that they're going to win this battle as well. We are going to be successful. They're running away from us, just like the first time. says we're going to ambush them. We're going to get them to the Mitzilah, to the path, and then we're going to kill them. So Klaistral is trying to draw the Bnei Binyamin out of the city. They're setting up a trap. They're setting up an ambush. They were trying to show them that they were losing the battle against them. Bnei Binyamin would come out against them. And then they would have that ambush. They would, they would be able to destroy them. So Klaistral was set up in Bal Tamar. That they did not recognize that Bnei Binyamin didn't realize that now they're about to lose the battle. They were about to get destroyed. They're about to die. So now Klaisel finds success against Bnei Binyamin. 25,000 people are killed. 25,000 soldiers from Yamar are killed. So Klaisel says, you know, we're going to let them run back, retreat, and they're not going to recognize it. We set up an ambush behind them, and we're going to completely wipe out the Bnei Binyamin. 
And they fall into the trap, they fall into the ambush, and they're successful in killing everybody in the city. So now one of the signals that they made up with the, the ambushers was that they're going to set up a column of smoke in the city, and that's how they're going to know that they're successful in battle. Again, Strike back against Clyde. It's only killed 30 people, so they think they're confident they're going to win again. However, now there's a pillar of smoke which is going up from the city. Now the Bam Yaman turn around, they see their entire city has been destroyed. It's going up in smoke, it's going up in flames because of the trap, the ambush that Clyde set up that they came from behind and they completely wiped out the city. Now the Bam Yaman recognized that they were totally lost. All hope was lost. They start running away. They destroy, they kill everybody in the city. Gimel describes that they, they surround the entire army of Binyamin and they killed them, they wiped them out until opposite of Giva on the east side. 18,000 men of Binyamin were killed at that point. So now another 5,000 soldiers run away, 5,000 men run away, and they kill, the Kleiswell kills 2,000 of those men. All these men were men of valor, they were very strong men in the army, but they were all killed out on the day. 600 men and Yemen are successful running away. We're going to see that these were the 600 men who were left in shape. And the rest were wiped out. The rest were killed. Christ was back to the city. They killed, they destroyed, they wiped out everything in the city. And they burnt the entire city. So this is one of the tremendous tragedies in the history of Kleisrael where you have a civil war between the rest of the Shvatim and Shev ben Yamin. And Shev ben Yamin is almost completely wiped out. The first should point out that this was a nace that happened. These 600 men were fighting, they ran away. These were going to be the remnants of Shevon Yemen, as we're going to see in the next pack. Kaiso is going to rebuild. Shevon Yemen is going to rebuild from these men. If not for these men, the entire Shevon Yemen would be destroyed. And the first point out that Kaiso Baruch Hu did make a treaty. It seems that there, there's never going to be a time that we're going to lose an entire Shevon. And therefore, Hashem allowed for 600 of the men to escape so that the Shevon of Yemen could continue on. Their legacy could continue on to the future. This chapter, this parak of the saga, the episode of Pelegish Pegiva, has quite a few different Mahalchim and the Rishayim to explain exactly what was going on over here. Were the Chayv Misa? Were the people in Giva Chayv Misa? Were the people who were honest, the woman Chayv Misa? Why is this different from the story of today? So let's just spend a few minutes going on, going back, dis- discussing these different issues. So, number one, there's a very important Ramban. The Ramban is in Parshas Vayera. He's discussing over there the differences between the Indian of Sedaim and the Indian of Pelagish Begiva. He wants to note, by Sedaim, the entire city was Chayv Misa. Is it the same thing by Pelagish Begiva? Because it sounds like the Klaisal originally said, no, originally just send out the people who were involved in the Avera. And we won't kill out the entire city. So Ramban's discussing why that is the case. So we'll get to Ramban in one second. The Bala Akeda has a really beautiful idea, a beautiful pshat, and he wants to suggest that the reason why the entire city of Sedaim was Chayv Misa versus the people in Giva, it wasn't the entire city that was Chayv, suggests the Baal Akedah, that even though the people in Giva, they just watched on standby, they just watched as this terrible affair happened, and they didn't invite this person in to their house, nobody wanted to invite this person, they were going to leave him in the town square. Still, says the Baal Akedah, the Pshad is that by Sedaim, 
it was institutionalized, it became part of the law. They, they wrote it into their law that nobody's allowed to have any guests, nobody's allowed to do the mitzvah of Archim. Versus here and Giva, it was never written in stone, it was never institutionalized, it was never part of their constitution that you're not allowed to have guests, that they made up amongst themselves, that they were, apparently they weren't such good people, and therefore they weren't into the mitzvah of Archim. Nobody brought them in, but that it wasn't part, it wasn't their shita, it wasn't like the halacha was, you're not allowed to do Achmasas Archim. Says the Balakid, you see a very important fundamental insight. A person sometimes is challenged to do a various, a person sometimes can do the wrong thing, but a person should never justify it, a person should never make it part of his shita, my shita is doing avera, that's just the balakate is a terrible thing, and in that situation, in that scenario, Kodesh Baruch will wipe out an entire city. It's definitely an important idea, not to chas v'shalom ever institutionalize or make something which is wrong, part of what we say is the halacha, something we have to do. Let's just go back to the Ramban and Parashat Vayera. The Ramban discusses over there whether the people who were Ma'anis' girl, were they actually Chayv Misa or not? So the Ramban actually suggests that they were not Chayv Misa. The Ramban writes that this woman, this girl, wasn't really married. She's a Pilegish. Pilegish is Beli Kedushin, and therefore it wasn't really a problem to be Ma'anis. Again, it was a problem, but they weren't Chayv Misa. The Ramban writes, so why was Klai Yisrael, why did Klai Yisrael want to kill her? So the Ramban explains, because Klai Yisrael felt there's, a, there's an important concept that when a, a terrible affair is done in public and a chil Hashem is made, that makin bezna has the ability to give punishments even though it's not according to the strict letter of the law. And therefore says the Ramban, that's why Klai Yisrael decided they pass him in their chayv misa. And the Ramban is mice, and the Ramban explains, so what's trying to shave And the Ramban says, shave felt that this wasn't the proper halacha. And therefore shave refused to send the people out. They refused to allow them to kill the people in the, to kill the people in Givon. That's where they started up. That's where the B'dayim and Yaman started up with Klai Yisrael. The Abarbanel, in our parak and parak over here, he explains, actually, he disagrees with the Ramban, and he gives five reasons, he gives five explanations why the people in Givon were actually Chayv Misa. If you take a look, each reason is definitely a Sugibifniyatzma. The third reason he explains that even though it could be a regular situation of Ma'anis, a person who rapes a woman, he's not Chayv Misa, but he says, if it's done in Bataras Chil Hashem, if you have a gang rape, or you have a bunch of people ganging up against one woman, and it creates a terrible Chil Hashem, and nobody is Meicha, nobody protests, he says, that is a Siba, that's a cause for Echiv Misa. Again, definitely an interesting idea, something to think about, that Chas V'Shalom, when certain Averas are done in public, when they're done, B'Tayras, like that Balakate is saying, is a Shito, and people do them and nobody stops them, that's a cause for Echiv Misa, that's a situation where we have to put them to death. Now, in regards to this whole story over here, it's very strange. In the story of Plegish Rejiva, we find that Klaisal asks the Kaddish Baruch, well, the first two times they get destroyed, only the third time they're successful against the Bnei Yamin. So the Rishenim already pick up on this, the author of Kalman's Meirach, on, on the Rishenim over here, the Rishenim basically say that the first two times, Klaisal didn't ask Hashem if they should go out to war. It's, it's Meduik, and the first time we take a look, Klaisal asks Hashem which Shevet should go first. They don't ask Hashem who, if they should go out to battle. And that's what the first from over here say, that that was their mistake. They didn't actually ask Hashem whether they should go out or not. And the author from Kalman's from Kamal's Marek on, on this sugi over here, on this episode, he says it's, it's really, it seems like a tremendous Kala Hashem. Klai Yisrael is 400,000 people. They're, they're 20 times larger than the Shevet in Yemen. And they're asking the Kaddish Baruch if they should go out to war. Or they're asking which Shevet should go. Hashem says, send Shevet Yehuda. And they end up getting wiped out. They end up getting obliterated. So it seems like a tremendous Kala Hashem. Says out from Kamal, no, you see from here, very important you say, a person has to recognize that although he is doing what he feels is right, although the Klai Yisrael got together, they, they all united together, and they came and decided this is what they felt was appropriate to do, still, they should have asked the Kaddish Baruch, you have to ask Hashem, you have to make sure that even though this is what I personally feel is the right thing to do, I have to think, is this really what Hashem wants? And at that point, at that time, they had the ability to ask the Kaddish Baruch, and they didn't ask Hashem, says the author from Kalman, that is the shot why the first two times they weren't successful, only the third time they realized that maybe that was their mistake, they didn't ask the Kaddish Baruch, should we go out to war, should we go out to battle? That's why, finally, the third time when they asked the Kaddish Baruch Hu, that's when they were successful in their battle. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.